God bless you. I think we are ready. Thank God for this morning. We have Youth for Christ ready to minister this morning, this resurrection morning. We ask that you prepare your hearts, prepare your minds and your spirits as you receive now Youth for Christ in ministry this resurrection morning.
his name. Oh, bless his name. Anybody thankful for his grace this morning? Grace that releases us. Grace that frees us. Grace that redeems us. Grace that gives us another chance. Anybody glad to just have another chance? Another chance to worship him? Another chance to glorify him? Another chance to tell him thank you? for another day's journey thank you god come on and worship him this morning hallelujah oh bless his name oh bless his name the lord is good and his mercy is everlasting hallelujah bless his name we wish you happy resurrection morning early morning this seven o'clock service we thank god for your presence Thank God for you getting up early this morning and counting it, not robbery to share with us on this early sunrise service. And I stopped by with good authority to tell you Jesus is alive and well. I say Jesus is alive and well. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. That's the Savior we serve. That's the God we worship. That's the Lord who redeemed us. He's alive. I say he's alive. He's alive and well. Bless his holy name. Oh, bless his holy name. Deacon, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father. Dear God, we come this morning, oh, Heavenly Father. Thank you, oh, Heavenly Father, for this day. Father God, the day which we set aside to worship you, oh Heavenly Father, on this Resurrection Sunday. Father God, we just thank you, oh Heavenly Father, for your darling son, Father God, for we know he got about that grade, oh Heavenly Father, with all power in his hand. Father God, we just thank you, oh Heavenly Father, for last night's sleep. As we slept in slumber, you kept your angels encamped around us, and we thank you, Father God. Father God, we thank you for awakening us this morning and closing our right mind, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, we thank you for giving us a mind to come out this morning to worship you, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, we just pray, oh Heavenly Father, that you just stop by, oh Heavenly Father, and lend us your Holy Spirit this morning, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, we just pray for every church door that's open in your name, oh Heavenly Father. Dear God, we come this morning, oh Heavenly Father, praying for the sick, oh Heavenly Father. Father God, we ask that you just bless the bereaved, oh Heavenly Father. Oh Heavenly Father, there's those that don't know you in a part of their sin. Father God, just touch them right now, oh Heavenly Father. Change their heart, oh Heavenly Father, that they want to serve a true and living God like you, oh Heavenly Father. Oh Heavenly Father, we just come giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor this morning. These are the blessings your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
was the man that helped him. He could have come down, and my soul would be lost. The ransom was too high, only he could pay the cost. He was the
Oh, bless his name. Thank the Lord that it wasn't the nails, but it was his love. Love kept him there. Love held him there. Love made him stay there. But I'm so glad this morning that when they thought they had gotten rid of him, that he showed himself victorious. They thought he was dead. But the old preacher in me said, early Sunday morning. Friday might be gloomy, but Sunday's coming early. Sunday morning. He got up with all power in his hand. Brother Thickpin, come on and lead us further in this service before I get my shout on too early. Amen. Pastor, we want to save that shout for a little later on. At this time now, we're going to ask that we have our corporate prayer from the pulpit. Our Father, which art in heaven, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, dear Lord, for this Easter Sunday. Easter where we find it in the book of Acts, in the 12th chapter, and the 4th verse, which is our Passover. But we thank you for your, your son, for allowing him to go to the cross and to die for our sins. But we know that he took a nail in his hand. He was beat with a whip. And Lord, we know that there was a spear put in his side. But yet and still, he wouldn't come down. We know that the nails couldn't hold him up there. But Lord, we know that it was love. It was love that sent him to the cross. It was love that sent him to the grave. But it was love that got him up out of the grave, knowing that he went to the grave. And Lord, he went there and then he got up with all power given to him. All power in heaven and in earth. And Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord says, your son has done this thing for us. He has shown us love and he has given us love. Now, dear Lord, let us love one another the way that you have set before us. We don't have to give our nails to the, we don't have to give our side to the spear nor our hands to the nail. But you do require us to love one another as you have loved us. Lord, we pray these precious prayers in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Now let us all say amen one time for the Father, one time for the Son, and one time for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And amen. God bless you. I'm going to ask that you please stand now for our response to reading the congregation hymn. May we read together. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. 
Let's say that again like we're really excited. Again. Amen. And our congregation is one I think we all can address with. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow.
is wonderful. We know because he lived, we can face today and tomorrow. Amen. God bless you. We thank you so very much. We're going to pause now just for a few announcements. I have one announcement. It says, thank you, K Chapel, for your thoughtfulness and meaningful words, phone calls, cards, and flowers. Special thanks to those during the planning. You really made a difference. Your acts of kindness and thoughtfulness was much appreciated. And this comes from Toya Brown and the Emma Matthew family. Also, we just want you to be reminded that all oh, we do have sick and study and members. We ask you to pray for them, whether you see them or not. Uh, Brother Gross uh, need our prayers again. He may be back there, but nothing wrong with prayer, amen. Also, we ask you to pray for Mr. Luster. Uh, you know that he lost a brother and had to go way out of town. Also, we ask you to pray for the Thornton family. They lost a loved one uh, just recently. And also, be, uh, be in prayer for Sister Aletha Lewis. She's been moved now, I understand, to the hospital. We ask you to continue to pray for her. The Levy is asking prayer for the church as well, and I know that there are others. Just pray one for another, amen? If you do that, you can't go wrong. We're going to get some additional announcements now and information from the media. Media. Good morning, Cade Chapel, and happy Resurrection Sunday. Registration for Camp Cade is now open. Join us from June the 3rd through the 7th from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. to experience the ultimate Wild West adventure. The camp costs only $60 per person and includes breakfast and lunch each day. Registration booths will be open in the Yale Fellowship Hall each Sunday after the 8 a.m. until May the 26th. Be sure to register soon. Attention all Sunday school class leaders. The K-Chapel Outreach Team needs your monthly outreach project report. Reports are due the second Sunday of each month. Please be sure to return yours to any member of C-Corp by April the 28th. All members are encouraged to attend the business meeting this Thursday, April the 25th at 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary. Senior Miss Cade Chapel Kenya Johnson and Junior Miss Cade Chapel Tristan Ballou will represent Cade at the Jackson District Miss Rose and Princess Pageant on Sunday, April the 28th at 4 p.m. at the New Mount Zion Church. Let's begin praying for them as they prepare to represent Cade Chapel. You may also support them with your presence and your financial support is welcome. The Youth Council will sponsor an Easter egg hunt today following the 11 o'clock worship service for children ages 5 through 12. Youth Weekend 2019 will be held on June the 1st and the 2nd. On Saturday, June the 1st, all interested youth of K Chapel will travel to Grand Paradise Water Park in Collins, Mississippi for a day of fun and fellowship. The annual Youth Day program will be held on Sunday, June the 2nd. Youth Day t-shirts will be worn for the program. Parents must complete permission forms for each youth traveling to the water park. Ages seven and under must be accompanied by one parent. Parents are asked to sign up for the water park trip and order a Youth Day t-shirt in the O Fellowship Hall after the eight and the 11 o'clock worship service each Sunday during the month of April. The firm deadline to sign up for the water park trip and to purchase Youth Day t-shirts is Sunday, April the 28th. Seacourt would like to thank you for the hotel toiletries. Keep them coming. Upon request, they are available to church ministries that distribute personal items as part of outreach. Seacourt request forms are available in the copy room. The Mississippi Valley State University Choir will be in concert here at Cade on Sunday, April the 24th at 4 p.m. Scholarships will be made available that day as well. For more information, please see Sister Mary Crump, our brother Ricky Thickpin. If you're looking for a place to get connected and to serve, be sure to drop by the Ministry Expo next Sunday, April the 28th from 9.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. in the Family Life Gym. Ministry leaders and representatives will be on hand to tell you all about their ministries and give you the opportunity to sign up. 
Youth for Christ Performing Arts Ministry would like to thank you for your support of their community service project as they collected items for local shelters and for your presence at the extravaganza on last Sunday. Thank you for your continuous support of this ministry. Save the date for Vacation Bible School 2019 STU Super Training University with Jesus, June the 10th through the 13th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information coming soon. Children ages 5 through 12 are welcome to join us in Children's Church every second and third Sunday at 11 a.m. Children's Church is a place where they can worship, learn, and grow in God's words in their own environment, and we look forward to seeing them there. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I know that we would do that. At this time, we're going to recognize our visitors, but just prior to that, we have some that are ready for the right hand of fellowship. And as I call your name, please come on down. Roy Greenfield, come on down. Kaysen Hall, Joshua Sanders, Robert Singleton, Alicia Thomas, Jonathan Thomas, come on down. And while they are coming, we're going to ask at this point if all of our visitors, listen, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you to please stand right now. Let us thank you for coming to Badge Back. All visitors, please stand up. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. While you're standing, we're going to give you something that you can only get here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church.
prostrate for us earlier than our normal service, but do me a favor, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm not sleepy, I'm not sleepy, I'm not sleepy, I'm not sleepy, I don't know about you, I'm not sleepy, I'm good, I'm wide awake, I'm ready to get it on, amen, amen, anybody ready to praise the Lord this morning? Now if you're really not sleepy, go on and give him the praise that's due his name. If you're really not tired, come on and worship the Lord, can you, can you give him a great big hallelujah? Can you give him a great big thank you, Jesus? If it had not been for the Lord on our side. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, bless his holy name. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. We certainly thank you for your presence on this past week during our Community Passion Week services. We had a grand time with our sister churches sharing each and every night. Of course, on Thursday night, we had the storm to come through and we were not able to host here at K-Chapel because there was a power outage, but we thank God that that's all that we had to deal with. Amen, amen. We know that others, some lost their lives during this storm, but God has been good to us. God has spared us, and if you don't tell him anything else, you ought to tell him thank you. If you don't tell him anything else, you ought to tell him thank you. Amen, amen. So we thank God for again. Thank you, choir, Fellowship Choir, for joining us on Tuesday, this past Tuesday night over at uh, New Hope on Hamilton Street as we shared in revival services. And then again, this choir joining us on Friday night uh, over at Shady Grove. You all have been pulling a lot of double, triple duty. Amen. Amen. But God is good. And the Lord is able. Amen. And he's going to send a fresh anointing this morning. Amen. To work on those voices. Amen. Y'all are good. Y'all are good. God is good. Amen. Brother Dickman, won't you come? Wonderful job. I was the next thing on my agenda here was to just thank the choir. They did a wonderful, wonderful job in supporting the uh, pastor and all that took place this past week. And we just thank God for we have we have a lot to be thankful here at Kate. Amen. The pastor and all the other groups that goes along with them. We just thank God for His many, many blessings. Amen. At this time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can give. And we'd like to remind you that during early morning service, we only do one offering 
and we're going to ask that you prepare now to give. The choir is going to give us a message and song, and the ushers will give us an opportunity to give as we are so blessed. And we'll have some spoken words right now. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting in their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow cast in thither two mites. And he said, of a truth, I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offering of God. But she of her penury has cast in all the living that she has. Ushers. Oh, he's my shepherd. 
about you I don't know about you but I am so glad that we serve a God who was willing to restore our relationship by sending his only begotten son this morning we celebrate that he is risen let us pray lord god thank you father thank you for restoring us after adam and eve had messed up you had mercy on us and sent us your only son who we celebrate today and we said thank you lord that he is risen Thank you for this offering. We ask that you will bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. I just sort of believe that if we be real nice, we can get this choir to do one more number. And we're going to, that's right, clap your hands. They're going to come in their own way now to do one other number after which we're ready for the message for the morning.
if you cannot give God anything else, you can always offer him the tribute of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. If you feel like you can't give God anything, you can always open your mouth and give him blessing, glory, dominion, and power because it belongs to him and to the God who's given you everything. Look like you ought to could give him something. To the God who's given you everything. Look like it wouldn't be too much to ask you to give him just a little bit of your praise. Just, just to open your mouth one more time and tell him thank you. Lord, if you don't do anything else, I ought to have two or three witnesses who don't mind going with me and say, Lord, if you don't do anything else, you've already done enough. You woke me up this morning. That's enough. I knew my name, that's enough. I knew what year it was, that's enough. I got up and clothed myself, that's enough. I walked in and didn't need no help getting in, that's enough. My God, my God. Oh, bless his name. The Gospel according to St. John, John chapter 20, beginning with verse number one, these words are recorded concerning the resurrection of our Savior. It reads as follows, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple, and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulcher, and he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen cloths lie. The napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulcher and he saw and believed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to invite you this morning to step into the story. Step into the story. The event that calls us to gather this morning is one that we either believe or we know well or we have heard of it often. 
the event that we celebrate today and the events surrounding it are not unfamiliar to us. Friday's crucifixion of Jesus upon an old rugged cross and Sunday's resurrection and the empty tomb are things that we have either read or seen depicted in film or on stage or heard about in Easter speeches recited by our children dressed in their Sunday's finest. Believer or not, we know something about this story. But I want to invite you this morning to do more than just know about this story. I want to invite you to do more than to have just seen this story on stage or in cinema. I want to invite you to do more than just revisit or review it because it's Easter. But this morning, I want to ask you to step into the story. In other words, I'm asking you to enter into this text and become a part of this story. Because I'm convinced that when it comes to this story or when it comes to matters of faith in general or when it comes to matters of the church or when it comes to believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, there are a few of us or perhaps even a lot of us who are like John and Mary in this text who stood on the outside of the tomb looking in. If truth be told, some of us here this morning who have for some time remained on the outskirts of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just at the edge of a real commitment. Just at the threshold of being a believer. Just on the line of accepting Jesus as Savior. Just at the periphery of making a commitment. And you've become content with being on the outside looking in because on the outside there's no commitment necessary on the outside you can talk about what's going on on the inside but you don't have to be a part of it on the outside you can level your critique and your criticism without associating yourself with it there are a lot of us who are on the outside looking in, on the outside looking in trying to investigate matters of faith, on the outside looking in as a critic of the church, on the outside looking in with an eye of skepticism and cynicism, on the outside looking in with questions that have never been sufficiently answered, on the outside looking in on what you deem to be those hypocritical church folk. On the outside. Looking in at everything that's wrong with religion, everything that's backwards with the church, everything that's problematic for you, you're on the outside looking in. So I want to talk to you briefly and ask that rather than reading this story again and rather than hearing the speeches again and rather than being caught up in the oratory and the music again, I invite you this morning to step into the story. To lean into this moment of the miraculous. To walk into the coolness of this empty tomb and witness the warmth of the living Savior's heart for humanity. For when you dare to do that, 
step into the story, you will discover three things. And I'm not going to hold you long. Three things you will discover. The first thing you will discover when you step into this story is that grace really is amazing. When you step into this story, you discover that grace really is amazing. Now, you might be asking, why in the world, preacher, are you talking about grace this morning? And why were these dancers dancing about grace this morning? This story is about Jesus getting up from the grave. What's that got to do with grace? I ought to be talking about victory. This story is about how he defeated death. I ought to be talking about power. This story is about the stone being rolled away. I ought to be talking about miracles. What does this have to do with grace being amazing? Let me help you because this text begins with Mary running to tell Peter and John that the stone was rolled away. And that by itself is a fact of grace. The fact that Peter was included in this text is a demonstration of God's grace. Because remember, it was this same Peter who denied knowing Jesus Christ before he was crucified. Even after Jesus tells Peter that he's going to deny him. You remember what Peter had the audacity to say to Jesus. He said, Jesus, I will never deny you. I'm ready to go to jail. And I'm ready to die for you. He said, now them other 11, they funny, fickle, and flip-flop of Elizabeth. But I'm willing to go to jail and die for you. Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, I hear what you're saying, but before the cock crows, you're going to do the very thing that you said you'd never do. And you're going to do it three times. And Peter did the very thing that he said he never would do. Is there anybody here who can relate to Peter? Is there anybody who's not too ashamed to admit that you've done some things that you said you would never? Or oh, I ought to have a few more hands than that. You lying in here on Easter morning. You've done some things that you said you would never do. You told your spouse you'd never do something and you did it. You told the preacher you wouldn't do something and you did it. You told the Lord you wouldn't do something and you did it. Don't look at me like that. You told the Lord, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll never do that again. I'll never go there again. I, I'll never get caught up in that again. And yet on this great morning, it is Peter, the one who did the very thing he said he would never do. It is Peter who is among the first of the disciples who was allowed to go in the empty tomb and investigate it. The same Peter who said just a few days earlier, I don't know the man, is the same one that God allowed to get up that morning and go and see the empty tomb before anybody else saw it. If that's not grace, y'all, I don't know what he is. Grace, grace is giving you another chance when you blew that one. Grace is saying, I'm not through with you yet. Grace is saying, I know you messed up, but I got a future and a destiny in store for you. This is a story about grace. The same Peter who messed up, who blew it, preaches on the day of Pentecost. 
Reverend Redman, and when he preaches, 3,000 souls are saved. That's the same Peter. This, this is about grace. The same Peter who said, I don't know the man, wrote letters that ended up in our New Testament Bible. That's the same Peter. And the point is this. When you step into this story, you come to understand that God is a God of grace. He is a God who is patient with us and he allows us to become the person that we are becoming. He is gracious in forgiving us and giving us another chance. He is gracious to give us the opportunity to turn things around and get back on the right track. When you step into this story, you will see that it is not just about resurrection, but it's also about redemption. Redemption for those who have messed up. Redemption for those who have failed to keep their word. Redemption for men who have failed in their commitments. Redemption for women who have made a mess of their lives. Redemption for boys and girls who have gone wayward and yet need to come back to their home training. This is a story not just about resurrection power, but redemptive power. And God is willing to give us grace so that we might have another chance. But then secondly, when you step into this story, you will discover that there are details that make a difference. There are details that make a difference. The text says that John, watch this, stayed on the outside. And he stooped down. And looked in. He stooped down. He wouldn't go in. He, he stooped down and stayed where he was. And looked in. But when Peter got there. Peter went in. Now, now, now P Peter, Peter went in. John stooped and looked in. It says in the text that John looked and saw the linen clothes laying down. Peter gets there and he sees the same thing. But because Peter goes in, he sees more than John saw. Because Peter went in, John just saw the clothes laying there, but because Peter went in, Peter saw the napkin that had been placed over Jesus' face. And instead of it being laying with the other clothes, Peter saw that the napkin had been folded up and placed laying by itself. Tell your neighbor, details make a difference. See, 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 see the reality is that oftentimes... People are trying to make determinations about faith and determinations about the church and determinations about Christ from a distance. Mm. From a distance with limited view, just a piece of the story, just a piece of the puzzle, just a part of the narrative. And we decide that we know something based on what we see from afar. 
But what you see from afar is just part of the story. Can I preach it the way I feel it? Listen, listen, some of you are looking at people who go to church and you see inconsistencies in their behavior. You see people who go to church and then go to work and at work they don't act like they've been to church. I know you see people who go to church and go to work and they don't sound like they've been in church. I know you see people who are at work and go to church and they don't look like or act like or sound like they ever set foot. I know, I know, I know. And in your mind they're being hypocrites, they're being inconsistent and what good is the church if they don't even have have any God in them after Sunday on Monday they still sound like the devil I know I know you watch them go to the club and to the church I know I know and in your estimation the church is just full of hypocrites people who say one thing and do another why because you're just seeing it from afar and that's just part of the story but a closer investigation might reveal that you really don't know where that person started. Wish I had a witness in here. I know what you hear, but you don't know how they used to say. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. They aren't where they ought to be now, but, but oh, if you could rewind the tape 10 years ago. And I'm not making excuses for, for them not being further along in their progress. All I'm saying is that all of us in the church are on a journey. All of us have started somewhere and, and if we're here, we're still moving towards that place that God has in store for us. And so if you see us falling and if you see us tripping along the way, don't blame the whole church. No, it's just folk being who folk are. And none of us is who we ought to be. None of us who are who we're going to be. God is not through with any of us yet. The church, hear me, hear me well, hear me well. The church is not for people who are already there. Who told you that? The church is not for people who are already perfected. It's for people who are on their journey to godliness, people who are on their journey to holiness, people who are on their journey to righteousness, and while we're walking there, we gonna mess up. Oh, shucks. The church is for people who are yet becoming their better selves. It's comprised of people who are like clay on the potter's wheel, still being shaped, still being molded, still being made perfect, and none of us is there yet. And if you come in instead of looking from the outside, you'll begin to see what the church is really made up of. And you will discover that there are people in the church who are at all stages in faith development. Yes, there are people in church who still cuss. 
The preacher said it on Easter morning. Yes. But there are also people in the church who haven't uttered a, a curse word in 50 years. You ain't talking. I'm trying to give you the full picture. Yes, there are people in church who have committed adultery. And there are also people in the church who have remained faithful to their vows and faithful to their spouse. Yes, there are people in the church who have a hard time forgiving others, but there are also people in the church who live a lifestyle of forgiveness. Yes, there are people who struggle with the sins of lust, and there are people who have learned how to put their bodies into subjection to their spirits. We are all at different points on our journey, so don't judge the whole church because you happen to run into somebody who was faltering along the way. Peter went into the tomb, and because he went in, he saw the details that John could not see. He saw a more complete picture. Peter saw the napkin folded, which suggested that it was not the work of grave robbers who would just come in and ramshackle the place for personal possessions, but it was an intentional and specific work. If you fold something, you meant to do that. That, that ain't just throwing something. If you fold it, that's intentional. He saw the napkin of Jesus' head folded and put away. which says this was done on purpose. Maybe someone here has some questions about church and why the church does what it does and why does it do, how does it do what it does and why does it act the way it acts and, and why do we do certain things in the community where we seem to be missing on other things and or maybe, maybe some of you have some unresolved issues about faith or questions that have never been answered or hurts that have never been healed or grief with which you still grapple. And these things have kept you on the outside of the church, on the outskirts of faith, looking in. But I want to invite you to take a closer look this morning, and you will see the great things that the church does how the church moves and ministers in ways often undetected, who the church blesses without it being publicized, who the church touches without fanfare or broadcast, and what it means to be a part of a community that recognizes that we are all on a journey to being who God has called us to be. What details have you not been able to see because you've had too distant a perspective of the church, too distant a perspective of faith, too distant from a relationship with God. Thirdly, and I'm through, when you step into this story, you will discover the presence and the power of the resurrected Christ. The presence and the power of the resurrected Christ. I know, I know, I know. I know you've read this story a thousand times. I know, I know you've heard it hundred times. We've seen the movies, we've watched the Easter plays, we've heard the speeches. Some of you probably still remember your Easter speech when you were a child. <laughs> I know. 
a cross in my pocket. Come on and talk to me, somebody. The story we know. It's the, we know the story. It's the Savior who we don't know. The story we know, but the Jesus of the story for some of us is still afar off. The story we know, but the Christ of the story is still just a character. The story we know, but redemption is still just a big word that doesn't mean much to us. But when you dare to step into the story, you will experience like John finally does in the text when it says, and he believed. And let me point something out to you, and I'm going to my seat. John arrived at the tomb first. He was faster than Peter. It's in the text. He outran Peter. Now you might say, well, Reverend, remember John wrote it, so he might be bragging on himself. <laughs> I don't know. That's up for you to decide. But, but John says he outran Peter. He got there first. But when John got there, he just stood there. It was Peter <coughs> who dared to go in. What that says to me is that all of us are running different races. And there's no need of you getting frustrated when somebody passes you. Because we all run, and I wish I had some help in here. Different races. No need of you getting flustered because somebody has a better time than you. We're all running different races. No, no need of you getting upset because somebody got there before you got there. We're running different races. We had the Nate Ruffin 5K yesterday, and, and they had all of the runners to, to take their marks. Runner, take your marks. And, and they had the runners to get up front and, and the walkers to get behind. And the gun went out, pow, and the runners took off. And I was with the walkers. They took her. I saw, I could see them. I could see them, but I wasn't trying to keep up with them. Because I came to walk. Wish I had a witness in here. Listen, you ought to know your, your, you ought to know your skill set and, and stop trying to be something that you're not. Before you run somebody else's race, you give out before. I wish I had a witness. And listen, but here's the thing that I love about it, Brother Moncure. What I found out is that when I got to the finish line, I did get to the finish line, mother. When I got to the finish line, nobody had gotten a medal yet. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. When I got to the finish line, no one had been awarded any medals. In fact, there was some folk coming after me, and, and they didn't award any medals until everybody got across the finish line. What are you saying, preacher? I, I'm saying, listen, don't, don't, don't let somebody push you. Come on, talk to me here. Because what this says is that God knows when it's time. And he will award us and reward us according to our works. Uh, uh, let, 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 let me see in the text. Let me see in the text. Here it is. And I'm through. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. 
when we finish our race, someone may get there faster than you, but it's not who gets there first. It's what you do when you get there. It's what you do when you get there. Can, can I, can, let me, I'm through. Here it is. They gave some folk medals. They gave some folk smiles. But everybody got a banana. I'm through. I'm through. Every, everybody got something for finishing the race. I need to tell somebody the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but to he that endures to the end. Just keep running. Here it is. They got there. I'm through. Here, here, here it is. Somebody, somebody has been running a race, but, but you have not been running really to finish. I want to invite you this morning to step into this story. See, because for some of us, the church and matters of faith are as much sociological and psychological as they are anything to do with our spirits. And I want to invite you this morning to make it spiritual. I want to invite you this morning to step into the story and to see yourself, to see your story, to see your narrative and see where God has been walking with you and working with you and holding your hand and allowing you to run your race. I want to invite you to step into this story and recognize that God has been gracious to you. God has been kind to you and God has given you a second chance and another chance. I want to invite you to step into this story and leave the outskirts of faith and come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. See, because you know the story that's written in the Bible. What I want to ask you to do is let the Lord write a new story in your heart. A story of your personal redemption. A story of your personal salvation. Let him write a new story for you where you once were lost, but now you're found. Blind, but now you see. I want to invite you today, this morning, this Easter morning, step into the story. Come from the outside. You've been looking in long enough. Come from the outside and come on in. Come on into this place. Come on in to this church. Come on into this relationship. If you're here this morning, the invitation is extended to you. Wherever you are, you're invited to come on this resurrection morning. Step into your story. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come now?
Aleluya. You know his grace is amazing. Sing it with us. Amazing, amazing grace. How sweet, sweet the sound that saved a wretch like. Come on, step into your story right now. The doors of the church are open. I once was lost, but now, but now, thank you, Lord. Oh, but now, thank God I see. Yes, twas grace, twas grace, twas grace that taught my heart. You've been outside long enough. You've been debating this long enough. You've been trying to figure this faith thing out long enough by yourself. Why don't you figure it out with brothers and sisters? Why don't you walk it with us? Hallelujah. How precious do that grace. Thank you, Lord. The hour I Now only the folk who've been through something can sing this verse. Through many dangers. If you've been through something, this is your verse. Dangers, tolls, and snares. Yeah, Lord. I have, I have. I have, I have already. Just say, praise God. Praise God. You ought to thank him for grace this morning. You ought to thank him for victory this morning. Oh, praise his name. Oh, praise He's been so good. 
Hallelujah. Sister Bennett, Sister Bennett, you got a testimony you want to share with us this morning? First of all, church, I am so happy. I am, today is 10 years ago, my uh, granddaughter, four months old, got seriously ill. And 10 years today, I want you to see how far she's come. She wouldn't come with me. <laughs> but in 10 years, uh, She's had a lot of therapy. She still goes four days a week, and but she's come so far. And I want I want to thank the church because every time I see somebody, somebody encourages her and encourages me, which makes it better. And I look at all the blessings between that ten years. It happened at a time in my life where we can get her to therapy. It happened. It blessed me because I've been able to see uh, how therapists work. How people working with your children have to love them, you know. I got love from the church, you know. The different people told me different jobs they have. They tell me what benefits we could get, you know, what we could do and everything. They encourage me and they talk, you know. I just want to let you all know it's been 10 years of blessing. 10 years. And I want to thank everybody. Casey, wave your hand back there, Casey. There she is. There she is. God bless you. God bless you. She's a blessing. She's a miracle. And she's a dancer too, y'all. <laughs> don't tell me what the Lord can't do. The Lord will work it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you're here for prayer this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Won't you join us for prayer this morning? Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you, God, for making a way. When others said there was no way. Lord, you're in the business of proving folk wrong. You're in the business of showing that, Lord, when man says no, you still can say yes. And so, God, we praise your holy name. Thank you for the miracle of Casey. Thank you, O oh God, for letting miracles be among us that we can see breathing, living, walking, talking miracles who testify of your power, your grace, and your strength and your might. And now, God, as you've done these miracles before us, somebody's here needing a miracle right now. Somebody here needs to have that presence and that power made manifest in their situation. So, God, now do it oh now God fix it now God restore it that which has been broken bring it new life and we know you can because you got up early one Sunday morning oh we know you can because the grave thought it had you but you you proved yourself mighty thank you God that there is no situation that's too hard for you. Thank you, Lord, that you're still rolling stones away. Now, God, by faith, we step into our stories. By faith, we step into our new creatureness. By faith, 
we step into the individuals you are calling us and you have destined us to be in Jesus name for his sake we pray amen and amen God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you won't you stand for the benediction Sonata, a white Sonata perhaps. It's parked in someone's driveway here on Ridgeway Street. Your license tag MCU343. We need you to move that car immediately. The homeowner, you're parked in front of the homeowner's uh, 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 driveway. He, he or she needs to leave their home. So please move your car. It's a white Sonata MCU343. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, and in terms of instructions for our breakfast this morning, we need each of you to go to the gym from the outside. Uh, do not try to go to the Family Life Center on the inside. Rather, it's a nice, pretty day outside. Amen. Sun is shining. Amen. Let's get our vitamin D and walk outside. Amen. Into the gymnasium from the outside. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.